0: Well, here I am. I'm back on the stage, and I'm just uh, I'm excited to be able to bring uh, our third week of our Sandal Summer series. And I'm really excited about this series because, in some ways, it's kind of got me a little bit—how uh, do I say that? I, I don't know if I like it a lot or don't, and you're going to hear why I don't. But uh, to me, I, uh, we're going through a Sandal Summer uh, series, and the reason why we titled that is because the Bible is filled with many accounts— of God doing incredible things with our feet, of, of us being able to step into something, to step into faith, to step into what God has for us. And so we decided to do this series uh, to be a part of this. And so I'm just, I'm excited for it, but here's why I'm a little thrown off by it. I'm not much of a sandal person. I'm not, right? Some people, some people, it's funny, I was talking to some of the other campus pastors and I said, hey, what are you guys thinking of doing? We're all preaching this weekend. What? I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear my sandals and it's a little bit more of a relaxed weekend. It's 4th of July, why not? And I said, well, uh, I'm not much of a sandal person. So you probably saw me post about it on Instagram. So today, instead of wearing sandals, I wore my Jordans because I am a shoe person. I am a shoe person. I love shoes. And this is one of my prized possessions. When I was younger, uh, one thing that my parents taught me very well is to, uh, it was like, we, we promised to buy you a nice pair of shoes, but here's the thing. You got to make them last. You got to make them last. And so one thing that I've been really good at is making my shoes last. And so actually this pair of shoes here specifically, uh, I'm very careful with. I probably only worn them 10 times in almost the two years of me having them. And again, this is one of my prized possessions. I love it. In fact, you'll probably see Jordan here uh, wearing it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being a kid, being a kid wanting to be like Jordan. So this is the closest I'll ever get to that. So... um, but again, we, we, we love shoes and I love, I love being able to spend some money on shoes because it's something that I, I really do enjoy. Uh, my favorite pair is obviously this one. Another favorite pair of mine that we have is, uh, or that I own, is my wedding shoes. And you'll see those on, on there. So those are my wedding shoes. Um, I don't wear those quite as much anymore because they got beat up. But uh, I, you know there's that saying where people say, if if walls can talk, what would they say, right? We've heard that some of us. I would say the same thing about shoes. If shoes can talk, What would they say? And I would say my wedding shoes would probably say about the time that I nearly passed out at the altar uh, when my wife and I were getting married. Again, it had nothing to do because I was not because I was nervous getting married to her. It had more to do as like I'm going to be another statistic. I'm going to be that one guy who faints and faints and faints at the and I almost did become that guy. In fact, funny story is uh, one of my pastors in my life, Brian. He was officiating the wedding and, and he was just pouring out his heart. He was just you know giving us uh, just speaking into our lives. I don't remember one bit. I think at Point he even cried, and then he's like, "Dude, did you like that?" I'm like, "I don't know what you said, man. Honestly, <laughs> in fact, I think in one point, in the in the and during the ceremony, I almost like leaned into him and like, "Dude, you got to wrap this up, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna last very much longer." But uh, believe me, I have footage. The wedding video is is we do have it. So if anyone wants to question my credibility on that, I got the evidence. But uh, so those are those, and then uh, another pair of favorite shoes in my life. Again, because I'm a shoe person. It's my daughter's shoes coming. Come on. Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of it's crazy to think. It's just like, wow, she used to fit in these. Man, she's, she's growing and stuff. But it's just fun. It's fun. So, anyhow, you this was just a good opportunity to just kind of get her shoes out. And I'll share a little bit more about what these mean here uh, towards the end of our sermon. But, uh, again, we love shoes. And when I was doing this research for this, uh, for this, this series, I thought about uh, a couple things. Uh, I thought, you know, well, let's look up some, uh, some fun facts on feet. Again, I, I'm not necessarily a foot, feet person. I think I have pretty nice feet for a guy. I don't like showing them off, so again, I'm a little modest, and so I'll kind of cover them up. But, uh, but, uh, but I thought, I you know, let, let's look up some stats on some, on some feet, okay, on, on legs and, and all that stuff. So, here, here it is. Four things. In a single day, the average person takes about eight thousand to ten thousand steps. If you were to combine that over a lifetime, that is four times around the world. Isn't that crazy. Some of you, If some of you have that Fitbit, you're probably keeping track, like, oh, how, many shoot, how many steps have I made today? But that's just nuts. In fact, our feet is also home to about 25% of all the bones in our body. So the, the feet are very intricate uh, part of ourselves. The average person walks about 100,000 miles in a lifetime. Many committed runners run at least that much for exercise, not including walking around. Believe me, that is not gonna be. I'm not a runner. I like running. But I'm not a runner, and uh, I will not be doing that anytime soon. And then the last one, just to see if I got your attention here, okay? And uh, I'm going to see what what, what your reaction is here. In 2013, 2013 in Ireland, there was an exhibition of a variety of cheeses made from bacteria from people's feet, armpits. And I'm just going to stop there. I mean, as a Wisconsin guy, I like cheese, but I'm not getting close to that. No way. No how? But anyhow, just kinda of moving forward as we we, we love feet. We love feet, we love shoes, we love footwear, we love what goes on down there. In fact, a lot of us do, but uh, the, the, the title of today's message is Beautiful Feet, and it's going to center around a passage in Isaiah where it talks a little bit about our feet. Again, that's the series that we're in, that's what we're talking about. But just to give you more context, Isaiah is one of the major prophets in the Old Testament. In fact, if you've ever read Isaiah, it's an incredible book. If you haven't, I encourage you to do it, because in Isaiah, it's just filled with many prophecies of the coming king and the coming savior, which is Jesus. At the time, Isaiah is speaking to, uh, to Israel, which was actually split into two. Was there, there was a lot of turmoil going on, a lot of things happening. In fact, I believe it's very similar to things even happening right now in our, in our world today. You know, where, where, where people are split on this, people are, I mean, you got Brexit, you got, uh, you, you got things happening with, uh, obviously, with the Orlando shooting, tragedies, what happened in Istanbul, just different things, turmoil that is just happening and is sweeping across the world. And it was very similar to what was happening in Isaiah's time in Israel. How many of us know that I love that our, the scriptures, the Bible is still relevant to today? You know, some people say it's like, oh, well, you know, it's it's a book written far after. But I think there are there are teachings. Obviously, there are teachings and parallels that we can take from it and to be able to learn. And I love that the word is still alive and true today. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna speak. Uh, we're going we're gonna speak out of Isaiah here, and this is the central passage in Isaiah chapter fifty-two. But how about we do something? I didn't do a first service, but I thought it'd be really cool to do. How about we just go ahead and stand? Let's just stand as we read the, the scripture, and then I'll let you know when to sit. But let's just stand, and uh, let's read this. Isaiah chapter 52. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. Now, before you take your seat, take a look down. Take a look at your feet. Your feet have the ability to take a message further than you can, you can imagine, but it's on you. Some of you might look at your feet, oh, my feet are not pretty, I don't know if I could do that. But believe me, don't answer that question if they are or not, but, but believe me, you have the ability to do incredible things with your feet. So today, that's what we're gonna talk about. You can take your seats. I was having a conversation with, uh, with a person from our church this past week. His name is uh, Mike Galvin, uh, incredible guy. If you've ever had the chance to meet him, please do. He's just an incredible man of faith. But he was saying something when we were, uh, when we were having lunch and, uh, and it just really struck me, and I thought I, I could use it for my sermon. But usually he's, well, he says this, and, and I, I hope I'm getting this right. But he says, uh, what happens on the, inside is a ref, or on the outside is a reflection of what's actually happening on the inside. And so I took that a little bit, and I took it a step further. I said, it's our feet that physically reflect an inward work of what God is doing in our lives as well. Because it is in our feet that we step out in faith. It is in our feet that we move forward. It is in our feet that we take that next step to whatever it is that God is calling us to do. So when we look at Isaiah, we see, uh, we see peace. We see good tidings, salvations. And, and then the last word says, our God reigns. All these phrases bring about what is good news. They proclaim peace, the salvation, and that our God reigns. It's a beautiful thing to be able to give Good news. The news of hope. Because how many of us know, like, uh, I watch the news. I'm on Facebook sometimes. And sometimes I got to be able to stay away from it because I'm a highly emotional guy. Let's just be real. Like, I'm an emotional dude. Uh, I do cry here and there. It's true. It's okay, guys. You can cry. Don't worry about it. But sometimes I can get stirred by things. But uh, also I get stirred things by by sometimes by just negativity. And I think the world is just filled with negativity of things that are happening. I think even sometimes believers and Christians are a part of that as well. And I think I want to challenge our thinking today to be able to step away from that and step into being life giving, to be able to bring the good hope or the good news of Jesus Christ into people's lives. So, what is this good news? Well, we talked about it. The first one is peace, and Isaiah prophesies of the coming King, who is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. For for right now. We have a spiritual peace. One day, I believe we're going to have both the spiritual and the physical peace. But until then, we got to be able to take this message forward and allow our feet to become beautiful and to be able to step in. Also, there's the the, the saying in some of the other translations where it talks about good tidings. And that's a little translation where it says, those who bring good news of good. Again, be life-giving. I think it's on us to be able to take it upon our feet and bring that hope to people. The other one is salvation's the clear message that the gospel is the salvation that people need because of what is written there about Jesus Christ. I think to me, I think about salvations. I think there's nothing more exciting than when a loved one, someone I know, gives their life to Jesus Christ because I've seen the the work that it's done in my own life. I think we should be able to live for that kind of experience, to be able to allow others to share our story, to share what God is doing in our lives and take our feet and step into it. And step boldly to see what is happening. Also, uh, the the last one is our God reigns. And this is, saying God reigns is a proclamation of the kingdom that your faith and your hope is in something much greater is in God. The gospel is not only Jesus is our savior, but it's him being Lord over your life. It's him being able to take, uh, take correction in your life and to help you to live above the areas that you need to be challenged in so it's to take this message and allow ourselves to walk within the spirit and let it do incredible things and so here's the focus of this all so the focus of what we're talking about the beautiful feet the focus is on the messenger and you're probably asking well who is the messenger is it me is it you is it is it pastor dave is it someone else who is it it's all of us it's yourselves and this is not something that we can just say oh you know what I'm just going to pass it on to someone else because, you know, Pastor Dave's got it covered. He, he can do it by himself. But instead, we are all called to be able to, to, to proclaim the word of God, to say our God reigns as it says in Isaiah. It is a beautiful feat of the one who proclaims a message, one who takes it, I believe, beyond these walls and into the marketplace, into the highways and byways, and be able to tell other people that God is good and that God reigns. I was challenged by this thinking because, again, when you're writing a sermon, you can't, you can't help if, to be able to be very introspective of yourself. And, again, I love being able to preach because it, it gives me the opportunity to be able to share my heart with you. And even sometimes even just be a little transparent and allow you to get to know me a little bit more. And so I was, I was thinking through this, and I think some of us need to start by simply taking it into our home. What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean, Pastor Zeus? It, it's all about you having to live it out here but sometimes we forget to take it out of this parking line even just take it to our home you know i think about that because for me i live in ministry this is what i do and it's one of the greatest joys of my life and i wouldn't trade it for anything anything at all because this is what god has called me to do but because i am in ministry i am involved uh with this 24 7 and it's and it's incredible but sometimes when i go home I have to fight against switch, turning off that switch. Well, what do you mean? Does that mean all of a sudden I'm not a Christian? No, it just means that sometimes I just don't talk about it as much with my family and maybe I need to be able to do that a little bit more. And I wanna speak to the men in this room, whether you're married or whether you have a family or not right now, I believe that you need to be able to take this into your home and speak the word of God into your family, into your wife, into your kids and live much greater. I'm preaching to myself right now. I'm not exempt, but I wanna, I wanna say that over you. So let's take it out of these four walls and let it, let's it. let just start by even in our homes and then take it out from there as well. It's not good to just keep it to yourself. In fact, I was thinking about something. Um, when I was in college, I had a roommate. Uh, his name was Meatball. Just, I mean, think about it. Just, he was just a stocky guy. Just, you know, I always wanted to be like Meatball because the guy was just so good about everything. Uh, but he was just one of my good friends, and um, he, 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 he got engaged, and uh, he got engaged very quickly. Again, not necessarily anything wrong with that, but as a friend in his life, I was a little, a little concerned. I saw some red flags, and, uh, and I, I, had, I felt like I needed to, to challenge him because I was just stirred. And I said, hey, Meatball, can I talk to you about something about uh, your engagement? And he's like, yeah, man, absolutely. But here's the thing about that. One thing he was willing to listen is because I was in a relationship with him, and he knew I, I had my, the best in mind. Whether I was right or not, he knew that I was for him. And he's like, yeah, man, what's up? So I was like, hey, buddy, I got this, this thing, this blah, blah, blah. And so we talked about it. And I said, I wouldn't be a good friend unless I said these things to you. And I think we need to be challenged by that phrase as well. We wouldn't be good Christians if we wouldn't proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. It's got to be more than that. It's gotta be more than internalizing it in ourselves. Not only do we gotta speak it, but we gotta live it out without having to turn off a switch when we get out of this building. It's gotta go with us. And in fact, Paul affirms Isaiah's text in the book of Romans. Again, here we have Paul, one of the greatest apostles of all time, if not the greatest man. And and, and it's incredible to get to know his story because you could see where God just did incredible works and did an incredible thing. But Paul you have here is, is one of those things where I wouldn't be a good apostle unless I shared what it says here in Isaiah. So in uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 13, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful, again, here's Isaiah, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So we gotta be able to take this message. We gotta be able to spiritually allow our beautiful feet to be able to move forward with the beautiful gospel of Jesus Christ to do incredible things. It's about living in honor. It's about living in obedience. In fact, I think of other people in, in the Bible who, who lived by this way and, and I'm encouraged by them because again, these, are not, these weren't people who were perfect. These weren't people who had it all together. In fact, they were just like you and me, ordinary people who were called to do extraordinary things and they were led and they were moved to do incredible things because they took the step. I think of people like Abraham. I think of people like Jacob, and for the ladies here, I think of, of, of ladies like Ruth, Jesus, and the story goes on. But there are many people who said, you know what, I take this message, and I will step forward, step into it, because of all the good news that I have to share. It didn't turn out well for the people who didn't. I mean, it didn't turn out well for the people who were disobedient. You got people like Paul, we don't want to even go, or not Paul, but Saul, who, who did things, that, uh, that eventually led them to fall out of favor with Jesus Christ and so there are uh, repercussions for not being able to share this story, what has been given to you because one day we will be asked about that. What did you do with what I gave you? And we gotta be able to give it an account. One thing I've enjoyed back when, uh, back when I was single, I was a bachelor. Uh, one things I enjoyed a lot was uh, I, I, I love restaurants. I love food. Anybody else food? Come on, I hope you do. That's the only reason why we're still alive. But uh, I love food and uh, I I used to be a a little bit of a restaurant connoisseur. And so when a new restaurant opened, one of my favorite things to do was to go check out a new restaurant. In fact, I had ambition to become uh, what they call an elite yelper. Uh, So people who yelp and then all of a sudden you get like this tag on your your profile where you get uh, invited to exclusive restaurant openings. I wanted to be that guy so much because I enjoyed going to a new restaurant, checking it out and giving my review on it and being able to tell people about it. And I think it's in the same way that when we get excited about something that God is doing in our lives, we got to be able to go and become elite about it. Let's become elite so that we are involved in the stories that God is painting in our own lives so that others can come and know it as well. And so I think about that and I move with that and I'm like, I just cannot help but just be encouraged by all those things. Again, this was me, a restaurant connoisseur. We gotta take it to the world. And I think one of the easiest ways to do that is by sharing it on social media. Honestly, that's not the end all, believe me. But some of us just need to start there. And some of us just need to start by saying, hey, guess what God did? Something incredible in church. I learned this in church today. This was fun. This was incredible, blah, blah, blah. But share about it. I think one of the easiest ways you can do that even this weekend. I mean, people are gonna ask when you go back to work, hey, what'd you do with 4th of July? Oh, I did this, I did this. I went to church. Oh, you went to church? Yeah, yeah, what church do you go to? Boom, all of a sudden you have uh, the opportunity to start bringing God into the picture and maybe even plant a seed. Does that mean they're gonna come right away? Probably not. Maybe they do. It's happened before. But you gotta give yourself an opportunity for that. Because if you don't, then then we're missing it altogether. And so I encourage you, be a part of that tell about it. In fact, one thing I challenge the first service about is I would even encourage you, go, uh, if you have Facebook, if you have Instagram, or if you're cutting edge and you have Snapchat, wherever you're at with that, but share about something fun that God did here in church today. Maybe it's a picture of a favorite pair of shoes that you own and why they're your favorite pair of shoes and just say, hey, you know, this is something incredible God has done in my life. But just find opportunities. Get creative. It doesn't have to be a very hard thing. It just means you just have to be able to step out and ask for those. I found that feet are also can be a sign of strength, a symbol of power and dominion. In fact, I'm a, I'm a boxing guy. I love boxing, I've watched boxing since I was a kid. That was one thing my, my dad and I did. And one of, the, one of the phrases in boxing that they usually say when the fight starts getting good, is say, oh, this guy's going toe-to-toe, they're going toe-to-toe, toe-to-toe. I think some of us need to go toe-to-toe with our story. We gotta be able to go and take it to the fight and allow God to share that and to give us the boldness. See, when the world throws something at you, that's when we go to battle. That's when our feet in the message takes the peace. Now, it doesn't mean go and get involved in physical battles. I'm saying take it spiritually into a place where it's unexpected. But bring that peace with you. Bring your beautiful feet and allow God to do something Because that's the message here today. The message is that, is allowing God, giving God an opportunity to tell your story. Because I don't believe, I believe that if we're a specialist in one thing in our life, for sure, it is a specialist in telling our story of what is happening in our lives. And so tell about it. Don't be ashamed about it. Again, these people who did that in the Bible, they weren't people who were perfect, but they were very imperfect people who did extraordinary things. I think of the Great Commission as well. Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, starting with verse 16, it says Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. How, how many of us are here? You know, I could doubt sometimes. I could doubt that sometimes God is going to come through or whatever. It's okay to do that. But still, God showed up to them and says Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know, oftentimes as a pastor, one thing I hear is like, oh, Pastor Juice, yes, let me go pray about it. Let me, let, me, let me just go pray about it. I believe with some of these things, God already just tells us to go. Yeah. It's already been prayed for. God already prayed for it. He's already, just already called you to go. So some of us just need to be able to step out into that. I love our church so much because we have a, a huge heart for uh, local projects, being in our community, but we also have a huge heart for being global and to, for taking the message of Jesus Christ across the world. And I believe those are things, but just because I'm going on a trip to Haiti for me, myself, later this month, doesn't mean that when I get to Haiti, I get to flip the switch then and be, and be able to tell the story. It just means that even when I'm down at the, at the true value here in town or somewhere else around, I can tell someone, like, oh, so what do you do? I'm a pastor. There's opportunities to do that. So don't get to a place where you're flipping your faith in and out, but get to a place where you're using your feet and just stepping into it every single place you go. So do that. Do that. Share your story. Let's making it a part of everything we do, everywhere we go, not just when it's convenient, but everything we are. We are the message bearers. We get to be the ones we, we take in. In fact, share the story of the gospel. Share the story of power. You, that, means, that means to just share your story. Share your testimony. Share of yourself. Be in relationship with people. In fact, one thing I see a lot of today is, is people, and I do this myself, is it's so easy to uh, step into my neighborhood, drive into my neighborhood, and the easiest thing is I, I, I hit the garage button and there I go. And sometimes I don't even ever get to, get to meet my neighbors. In fact, it seems like that's just the way that the world has designed us to almost kind of disconnect. But well, let's fight against that. Let's reconnect with the world around us and let's beat the light and the salt of the earth. To have the power of God doesn't mean you have to perform any supernatural thing or miracle. In fact, it doesn't have to be the one you're wearing the mic or holding it or, or, or being on the guitar. It has nothing to do with that. But you people right here, all of us in this room, sitting in these seats, occupying these seats, we have the ability to do it. If only we said, God, would you just use me? Would you take me? And if you would step into it. So what is keeping us from making our feet beautiful? And don't say it's a pedicure or what is it, pedicure? Is it pedicure? Is, it pedicure? is that what it is? Okay. In fact, I thought about getting a pedicure this week just to, just to say I did I decided against it. Because uh, again, I got nice feet. But anyhow, getting back to it. So what's keeping us from making our feet beautiful? Is it because we don't really experience them every week in worship or every time we read his word? Is it because churches be, just become so routine? It's never exciting enough to post about it on Facebook or simply because we just don't get, we just don't do that in our culture. You don't, we don't talk about it. In fact, we don't wanna offend people. So we're afraid that they don't wanna hear it and so we decide against it. Or is it something much deeper than that? Is it because your faith has not been activated? There's a story about Pendulette. Some of us know him with his uh, with the duo uh, Penn and Teller. There are a Vegas personality, and uh, he's a uh, very outspoken atheist. He's someone who uh, who talks about that he doesn't believe that there is a higher being. He doesn't believe that there is a god. He's not even agnostic. Agnostics believe that there is a god but he's atheist, he doesn't believe there's any of that. But he said something very profound, and I think it was in a video blog that he did, but I, I got the, uh, some of what he said here. It says, and this is again him, I, I quote, I've always said that I don't respect people who don't share their faith. I don't respect that at all. If you believe that there is a heaven and a hell, and people could be going to hell, or not getting eternal life, then, you, then what you think is not really worth telling them, because it would make it socially awkward. And he says this, how much do you have to hate someone to not be able to share your faith? How much do you have to hate someone to believe that there is everlasting life that is possible and not tell them about it? I mean, if I believed beyond the shadow of a doubt that there was a truck coming at you. And you didn't believe that there was a truck bearing down on you. then there's a certain point where I would tackle you. And that's more important to be able to share. So I think that should be our challenge today. What is keeping us from sharing? Some of us are really good at it, and I commend you for that. That's incredible. Keep doing that. But I look across this room, and I know some people very well in this room. And I know that we all have incredible stories. And we can use our stories. We can use ourselves to do incredible things. But we gotta step into it. We got to take our feet. The beautiful message was already there with us, and move. Last month, I was um, I was in New York City. My wife and I we were vacationing there, and one of my favorite things we did was uh, the nine eleven museum. I'm I'm so awestruck by everything that was going on. I must have been there for four hours. I mean, just going through everything. And um, there's a firefighter in 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 our church who I asked him because I was so. Um, I was so moved by the stories of the firefighters. And I think there's a picture that we're going to show up here. One of the pictures that just moved me. I don't know if we have it available or not, but, um, um, there it is. So it's one of those, uh, there's a story where this guy, as, as they were coming in, they were a sign of hope that people were, were relieved to see them. And I see these boots again. These are beat up boots. There's nothing pretty about them. But when tragedy and chaos are happening, there's no better sight than seeing the the footwear of a first responder, of someone who can come and neutralize the threat and to be able to bring hope to an otherwise chaotic moment. So I thought about these men in 9-11 who were literally walking to their death. But yet for many people, that was their sign of hope. So when I think about ourselves, when we step into a situation, when we move into something, when we allow the beautiful message of Jesus Christ to consume us and we activate our faith, we have the same effect. We have the ability to neutralize the tragedy that is happening. We have the ability to bring peace and hope in those moments. I think of what happened in Orlando I think of what happened in Istanbul just this past weekend, or past week. Just tragedies, tragedies. But just like a first responder, when something is happening, we should be able to, I'm not gonna say go go try to be a firefighter or anything. No, 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 but I think we need to be spiritually engaged with the culture around us. And while everyone else is running out, I think as believers, we gotta be running in as well. Let's run to it. Let's not shy away from it, but let's let our faith be doing do something incredible. And I ask you there today is like even here at our church we have uh, we have ways we can help activate your faith. So get involved, be a part of it. If your faith is not active, then I believe that your faith is not biblical. Your faith has to be activated. The Great Commission tells us that. Jesus' faith in the Bible was activated and he moved, he stepped to it, he brought his beautiful feet, he went toe to toe, he marched for the ones who needed hope. So what are your feet bringing here today? In fact, not even here, what are your feet bringing to your home? What is your feet bringing to your work? or any other place that you go. What are you bringing with you? You don't gotta have the the prettiest shoes. You just gotta be the sign of hope for the people that are looking for it. And you can be that. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this message. God, I thank you for the words of Isaiah that you've called us to move, to move forward. You've already made us beautiful, God. And you're already calling us forward. So God, I pray that in these moments that we would be able to take this message and let it permeate our heart, let it resonate within us and lead us to a place where our faith is always active and not a place where we get to switch it off. That we can march, that we can step in and we can see you do something incredible.